<laughs> Good afternoon, high school hockey fans, and welcome back to another edition of Inside the Box. Now, we have a very fun episode today. We have West, longtime West Haven coach Joe Morell on to talk um, the throwback night they had against Hamden, uh, the resurgence of the program that, you know, almost got dropped down to Division Two last year, to revisiting an old topic that I talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago that uh, that coach wanted to talk about her. He had mentioned to, to Mike before, so we, uh, we decided to get him on uh, to talk, which was great. And, I mean, he, he was an awesome interview, right, right, right Mike? Oh, always. It's, uh, you know, going back a long time. Yeah, definitely. He's always, always a good, uh, good guy to talk to. Yeah, well, you, 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 uh, you've known him for a while. I honestly like just met here. him Wednesday. Mm. Uh, so, good dude. It sounds awesome, but we don't want to tease too much to the interview. But we're just going to jump in quickly, and we'll get you guys to the interview. But we're just going to jump in quickly, talk a little bit about some of the games that we saw uh, this week. I was at Hamden, West Haven. Really not much to say other than Eddie was Eddie Fracasso, Fracasso, nice Italian name. Uh, just an absolute stud. Five goals uh, in the first period and a half. Uh, natural hat trick in the first period. Team went down one nothing. Scored three straight goals. Um, the it was a ten two game. The game look it wasn't even. I didn't even video shoot the second uh, the third period. Like the game was over, but. Cool event, a lot of alumni there, packed house. It's a great rivalry. I mean, people were telling me, you know, they used to sell at the New Haven Coliseum. It was this, you know, it's this great rivalry. The jerseys were awesome. Um, you know, go on game time, check out the photos. They were really cool. But and then uh, on the other side, Mike was on another great game on Wednesday. Uh, Watertown, Pomperog, Branford, which was a little surprising to me. Uh, Guilford. Guilford. Uh, Watertown. Um, yeah. Which, Brantford. We, we were at the Brantford. We were Watertown at that game. game yeah, that was a good one. I just want to make, make a point, actually. What's it, seven weeks? And you're the first person to mention the New Haven Coliseum, which is incredible. That's, that's, I, that's uh, a massive upset. But, uh, yeah, Guilford, uh, it was it was a really good game. You know, was, as you mentioned the coaches. I mean, when, you know, I think it was, I think Watertown was, was playing 10 players and Guilford was playing 11. And, I mean, you get a game like that with that kind of pace and that kind of intensity for 45 minutes with, you know, Twenty guys playing. It's pretty impressive. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was a pretty, you know, pretty interesting game. You know, Guilford takes a three-one lead. Watertown comes back and uh, ties it early in the third period. And uh, the freshman Connor Hagnes, uh, beautiful goal to uh, to win on a breakaway ba- breakaway pass from uh, from Greg Letvin, the uh, the defenseman for for Guilford, springs him after. It, and it was pretty funny because uh, Hagnes and uh, and Trevor Davis were tied up. You know, this this game was very intense. I mean, the refs were letting them play in the second period, which which was fun. But you know, when they kind of notice it and they're and they're kind of going after each other, yeah, it's 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 you know, it was right on the edge there. You know, it was really intense. And, and Davis and, and Hagnes are tied up next to Ryan Fleming, the Watertown goalie, in the Watertown end. While the play's going the other way, you know, one of those little you know who's who's getting up, who's who's letting go. And the end result of that is that Litvin gets the puck and and Hagnes is still coming back as 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 he's ready to take this pass so he just happens to be at the far blue line to get this breakaway pass scores the scores the goal to put them ahead John DeLucia scores a, another one to put it away 5-3 Guilford win you know, and, this uh, pretty pretty good pretty good game pretty yeah good it's game. a great win for Guilford who seemed to struggle to stop the puck for for most of this season uh it looks like they're really turning it around I did a deep dive into the goals for mm. uh for my uh JBWA story, Good story that man. I did. Thank you. Um, Guilford has scored the most goals in the state, not most goals per game because JBWA has only played nine games. But, you know, Guilford, you look at 
beginning of the year, letting in a lot of goals, a lot of, you know, they were winning like, you know, high scoring games and now they're seeming to uh, to kind of cut that and you want to get better as the year goes on. Obviously, you look, you're not going to win not going to win playoff games allowing six goals a game. Uh, that was one thing that Ralph uh, Ralph Russell mentioned, you know, after the game, you know, that was something that they've really focused on from from the start of the year to now, you know, just that team defense and, you know, just and clean, cleaning that up and, and putting that together because they know they like you say, you know, that's something that you're going to have to be doing by the end of the year. Yeah, you can't you can't win playoff games like that. And um, you know, it's nice to see. I it you know, that's a that that might be a championship matchup. Um, then, you know, we might see them again either in the semis or the championship in Division mm-hmm. Two. Uh, I like Watertown a lot. They've played a lot over the last few years. They played in the playoffs. They played in the state playoffs. They played in the conference playoffs. And they've, they've most of them have been close games. I think that's nine games in the past three or four years, whatever that is. Yeah. And, this and, isn't going to be the last time. Five one-goal games. Yeah, oh, yeah, this isn't going to be the last time they're going to play this year. Um, I thought Watertown would win because, again, Guilford just had allowed so many goals this mm-hmm. year where it was kind of hard to be like, oh, no, th- against one of the better teams in Division Two, they're going to turn it around and play great. And, well, this is why I don't know. This is why I shouldn't open up my mouth. But well, I mean, they're they're close games. I mean, they're toss-up games almost at this point. Yeah. You know, that was something that Vic Vicenzi also mentioned. You know, this is a pretty, pretty balanced Guilford team. Yeah. I mean, a just, lot more balanced than they've been in the past. But just look at, you know, the first two games of the year, seven, six goals. Third game, they allowed five. Then against Eastern, they allowed eight. Then six against St. Joe's, six against North Brantford, four against Eastern, and then the last two games, one against East Haven, who's been scoring a lot, and three against Watertown. So here's to Guilford figuring it out and not uh, allowing goals because I think they were a lot of people's favorite uh, in D2 earlier this year, at least at the beginning of the year. Not me because I, I picked Amity, who they are playing Saturday. Um, and then speaking of Amity, hand beat Amity uh, earlier this week. Big win for the Tigers in D3 um, for Coach Brian Gonzalez. Um, the Tigers, they have the loss against Lyman Hall. I will hold that against them until they play Lyman Hall again. Because not only did they lose, but it was seven to two. I mean, it was an, it was six one after two periods. It was an absolute blowout. We talked about that when you, when you were there. You know, yeah, it was Lyman was that much better. That yeah, day. they were that much better that day. Are, is Hand the same team? No. Is Lyman Hall the same team? No. So we'll see. They will play again, either whether it's in the SEC playoffs or um, in the state playoffs. We'll see them again. They'll have a chance. But right now, I don't know if there's a hotter team in Division Three uh, than Daniel Hand. Probably not. They a big I mean, D1 win last week and a big D2 win as well. And we've seen them. I mean, the depth they've got. The huh? pretty interesting team it is a very interesting team and we talked about it last week but all the things that happened with the program last year there's just so much stuff going around that program it's nice to see them uh playing well but before we talk too much we're going to throw it over to our interview with west haven coach joe morell enjoy uh now joining us on the show is longtime west haven coach joe morell joe thanks for joining us today how is everything oh everything's great my pleasure guys always uh Look forward to hearing you guys. Oh, we we actually we really appreciate that because Mike doesn't think that anyone actually listens to the show. <laughs> no, I think people listen. Yeah. I just think they don't come from England. But good to have, good to have people uh, listen. Good, they do listen. It's good to have anything high school hockey people listen. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so this year has been uh, you know, we're kind of at the midway point this year. Uh, and you guys have really done a, a 180 from last year's team, which which you know struggled. 
to now this year, you guys are, are kind of right in the mix there in Division One. What, I guess, is the biggest difference from last year's team to this year's team? Well, last year we knew we were going to have some issues early. We really only have, excluding goalies, we only really had three juniors and seniors combined. So we played most of last year with underclassmen, and that's really hard to do, especially when we're competing at the Division One level. So this year we just have one uh, senior, one's a goalie and one's a senior forward, Nico Kyle and Noah Iverson. Uh, so, you know, you have kids with a little more experience out there kind of just weren't thrown into the mix. So last year, again, a lot of close games. I think we uh, had five overtime and we lost in four of them. So, again, that's just the maturity level from the kids, you know, from year to year. So when you, you know, heading into this year, a lot of guys back, they kind of knew what, the, you know, they, they, was there anything that was said or anything that was like, all right, guys, like, we're going to turn the page. We're going to, we're going to, and now we're going to go and try and, you know, not only make the tournament like we did last year, but actually, you know, maybe win a game or, 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 or move on. Or, or was there any conversations like that in preparation? Yeah. You know, obviously this year, you know, there was talk about us moving down last year and, you know, we did not want to do that. Yeah. Um, and the kids, we talked about it with the kids and, and they told us that they absolutely want to stay. The coaches want to stay. So again, that that's, if you're going, if you're going to do that, you need to play at a division one effort every single game. So that's been a big commitment for us. And obviously our goals are always to get in the state qualify for the state tournament by winning eight games. So that's always our number one goal. And then obviously we're looking to get a home game and we're looking to win a game and then win two games. So, you know, everything's in front of us and we just got to check them off as we go along. Now, who, who are some of the kids that have really uh, stepped up for this, uh, stepped up this season for you guys that, uh, you know, have really led the way? Well, Nico Kyler captains had a good year last year and he's, he's stepped up the same this year. Moriarty is a junior and uh, he's also, again, he's got a lot of experience. Uh, Rob Forleo is a junior. Again, another kid steps up all the time for us. He's got a lot of experience. They both both played, those two young kids, even Nico played as a freshman. So, again, the experience is there. Uh, Jared Pliska has done a really pretty good job in the gold. That's been, been a big big help for us. And then, you know, Caden Morgillo is putting the puck in the net, which, uh, you know, which helps Richie Green's working hard. Um, and then a few freshmen have come in and, and done a good job for us. So, uh, the kid DJ Carfora and Nico Bruno and – um, you know, we're, we're rotating kids on defense that are freshmen as well. So everybody's kind of chipping in, which is really, really big, you know. You know, you, have, you and I have seen a lot together over over 20-something years of uh, high school hockey. And, you know, you mentioned the possibility of going down. And with the tradition that you guys have there, obviously, that's uh, it's a tough kind of thing. You know, when you look over this, over these 20 years or so, you know, just the evolution of the game and, and West Haven in general, you know, what's what have you seen in kind of the trends of uh, – you know, numbers and, and, you know, some of the realities well, obviously, of that. Just to... You know, for us, it's always been a little bit about numbers lately. Uh, that's what the discussion last year about moving to down because sure. our numbers were so low, but I am heavily involved in youth hockey. Uh, and we knew that, you know, what we knew we had coming in, we had uh, freshmen coming in that we knew they can compete and, and they've been, and then we, you know, we, next year should be decent. And the following couple of years, we have some decent numbers as well. Okay. Uh, when you have such low upperclassmen numbers, even this year with two and last year with three, you know, like I said before, it makes it hard, but our numbers are, are, are getting better in youth hockey, which uh, which is going to help us in the long run. Good to hear. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, I, I saw you guys the other night uh, against Hamden. You know, you guys jumped out early. Hamden kind of got hot, went rolling. 
uh, in a, a 10 to 2 win. Uh, just, you know, first off, you know, what was the idea behind the throwback jerseys? I don't know if anybody, if you're listening, you didn't notice. I feel like everyone knew. Hamden and West Haven wore these really cool throwbacks the other night at Bennett, celebrated the alumni, and celebrated the history of two programs that have been playing together, uh, against each other for so long. Uh, and I, I, um, Todd Hall told me that you were the one who kind of, you know, spearheaded this. Um, so what really went into putting this event together? And, and is there a reason, you know, you guys do it against Hamden and the throwback jerseys and all that fun stuff? Well, uh, every year we honor someone. Our penalty box clubs, actually, it was their, their idea. I thought it was a great idea. Um, they do a tremendous job for us every year, raising money, running our golf tournament, running many different events. And one of their big events is honoring, you know, somebody. And uh, we started years ago, and we did a veterans game uh, at Grandfield Spearhead that many years ago. We did that for a few years where we had veterans come down. We had the, the color guard come on the ice. Uh, and then we moved it more towards our own uh, city, and we did the police, and we did the fire. So the suggestion came up this year, you know what, why not honor our own alumni? And I thought it was a brilliant idea. Um, and then it came up to play Hamden. I thought that was even a better idea. I called Todd. He was excited. So, you know, we've always done a police jersey, a veteran, a camouflage jersey for the veterans, a fire, whatever uh, the team we're playing. So the throwback was just uh, was just an automatic. And those jerseys for, for, were from like 1956, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, they were they were wild. If you guys haven't checked them out, go on Game Time or on Twitter, anywhere. Basically, the jerseys were everywhere. Uh, it was a really cool yeah. event. Um, pretty packed house for for you know. I feel like there was a lot more people there than than say a normal game. A lot of alums. Um, was it special to to kind of get to see a lot of former players and and former guys? It was guys? really nice. It was unfortunately the game didn't go quite the way we wanted. <laughs> uh, believe it at that i guess yeah. uh, but it was nice to see the, the old jackets in the stands both hamden and west haven because uh, you know our west haven high school jacket our, our varsity jacket hasn't changed i i can't even tell you the last time that anything else was worn you know i believe it goes all the way back into the early 70s uh that that varsity jacket that wool varsity jacket is given out to varsity players so. yes yeah, so i didn't know that and when i went into the locker room you brought me into the locker room to look at the jerseys and you brought you're like oh you got to look at our jackets and i was like oh wow you guys are wearing throwback jackets too and they're like no we wear these every game <laughs> yeah no those are, they're like the old uh, letterman jackets that you used to get in school with the yeah. leather sleeves these don't have the leather sleeves but it's a it's a nice tradition for the kids um and they really look forward to getting those jackets each year that's a big big part of being a part of west Haven high school hockey, yeah so and I heard rumor is you still have yours from when you play. Do you ever wear I absolutely that. Well, I wear <laughs> I kinda of don't fit into that one anymore. So I had a when I got I've one that's twenty one years old when I first I got a new one when I first started coaching, so and that one still fits fine. <laughs> Love that. You know, over the years, it seems like you've always you've always had a goalie. It seems like there's always a goalie in no America. Yeah, what, if you look at the downs. old state How's... banner, we've been really fortunate with goaltenders. Mm. Um, just from when I started from Heffernan to buy uh uh, there's been so so many um, uh, very very strong goalies. Um, Whittington, um, again, just it's like year after year. Logan and Brendan Sanderson both did a great job for us. Um, you know, we've been we're really fortunate in that category. Um, Does that come from know, anywhere? And, and Does that again, come from anywhere in development and youth? youth program is say that again do you see a particular reason that that is there something in the youth program is there something in development that, that you know, think, you know nah, well, obviously the, the youth program obviously helps um matter of fact this year we've brought in goalie coaches mm -hmm. 
Uh, so they work with all the teams during their practices, and there's there's a goalie clinics on uh, one day of the week as well too. So, again, and, and, and you know it's a special position, and then you have to be a special person oh, to play yeah. goalie. So, um, and we've been fortunate in so many years. Yeah, I mean having a goalie, having a one good goalie is obviously very important. Um, so let's let's talk about it, coach. Because I I I because Mike texted me when he found out that I was going to the West Haven game, and he's like, oh. He's like, Joe, you know, Coach really loved your uh, take on the multiple goalies. So I brought it up to you uh, at the rink on Saturday. No, it wasn't Saturday. It was Wednesday. I don't even know what day yep. it is. So, I, you know, my only thing is I had seen it at a game, and I thought it was very bizarre because maybe I just haven't been paying attention uh, for years. But my thing was always I always thought as a player, if you watched a game from the from the stands, the higher up, you get a better view. But is there a reason why you, you know, I mean, you dressed four goalies the other day. We dress four goalies every game. Is there just because you have four goalies and you can, or is there, you know, a reason behind it? Well, this, the uh, CIAC rule is that you can dress up to 23 players, obviously. It doesn't matter how many goalies. Yeah. We had 18 skaters and four goalies try out. Uh, so obviously everybody made the team yep. and th those kids that don't get the starts in gold, you know, they work just as hard as everybody else. Yep. And you know, I, when you, after your, I listened to your, your, your podcast, I asked my goalies that don't get a lot of time and they said they absolutely would want to dress. If I were to tell you, say that, you know, they're not going to dress, they'd be upset with me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's more just about being on that ice, part of that team, in the warm-ups, feeling it, knowing what it's all about, and then hopefully down the line they get their shot, they know the general routine of everything, and they're ready to go. And again, it's just really, really being part of the team. Um, you know, and I said, if I, you know, again, if you ever had the choice, would you never not dress? He said, oh, no, coaches, both guys, you know, said, oh, no, we would dress. We would definitely dress every single game. No, that's so again, I, you know, So it's more about the kid than it is about the position or the player or whatever you know what i mean yeah maybe i just haven't seen just i remember i was just like watching them warm up and i'm like wait what wait where did three come from i i, I don't know it was, it was a long drive up to simsbury that night so i uh yeah, yeah. i was i was and then i got lost on the way home so yeah. that's not too easy to do though so i'll give you that one <laughs> i made like a wrong turn and i ended up by the airport so yeah yeah i get you believe me i know <laughs> You're on the runway soon enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we're about at the midway point. You guys have played 11 games. You know, what do you like from your team going the rest of the way into February, into the SECs, into the state tournament? Well, I think it's important for us to play three lines because when you're playing the teams that have three lines, you have to go in two lines. is really, really difficult. And, you know, at times we've had different line scoring. We're just looking to get all three lines going here to get the defense going. And, again, just – one thing we've asked the kids that from day one to the last day is just get better, get better in practice, get better in games. And that's what we're trying to do. And there's going to be a couple of blips in the road like the other day, and we have to just move on from it and get over it and worry about the next game. But we have to try to get better and better to learn from our mistakes, fix our mistakes and don't repeat our mistakes, you know? Um, and then, you know, what, what do you see about, you know, the team that you have that, you know, kind of maybe some people might not know about you guys or, or something that maybe help you guys make a run uh, come, come March? Well, I don't, I don't think people realize how actually young we actually really are in that, you know, March time, no one's considered a freshman anymore. You know what I mean? Now you yeah. have the games under your belt. So ex the experience throughout the year is going to help us because we are playing a lot of young kids, so that's going to help us as we get into the into the playoffs. So. 
All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I know it's a Friday, and you guys are super busy. So I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us uh, and, our hard, and our hard-hitting questions. Oh, man. Yeah, hard-hitting questions. There you go. Hey, you know, like, I like to thank you guys just for supporting, you know, high school hockey. It's really important. The more we get out there, the more, you know, the more benefits we get, too. So, Absolutely, pleasure, Coach. Thank appreciate you so it. much. It was great meeting you uh, last week, and, and nice talking to you now. I, I really do appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thank right, you. Have a great weekend. Thanks again to Coach Morrell for jumping on the podcast with us. I always like having uh, coaches on the last couple of weeks we've had. We had uh, Chris Rorak from Greenwich, Todd Hall from Hamden. We had Mac Budd, who he might be like my favorite coach to, to, to talk to. He's just such a good dude. And, and Joe Morrell, who I mentioned before I had just met on Wednesday. Or I not hadn't met, but I had actually spoken to because mm-hmm. I've never had to cover West Haven before. Um, so it's nice to get to talk to him, but it's always nice to get some insight from some of these guys who've been around the game for so long. Um, and just, you know, it's, you know, unless you talk to the coaches during the week, the only time you really talk to them is either after they win a game or they lose a game. And, you know, instead of getting just to have a conversation with them, you're asking, hey, like, why'd you lose 10 to 2? You know, it's and not it's tough. not the best conversation to have. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to get them on here and uh, and kind of, pull back the curtain a little bit but shout out to him for listening and sure. asking his goalies about what i said and i get it i 100 percent understand it's about playing it's about being on the team it's about being part of it and there is i will say this as someone who played four different sports in high school at different levels because i was like average at all of them there was no better team to be on than when you're on a not a good playing hockey team, but like a good locker room hockey mm-hmm. team. Like, you know, some of my high school teams, we, we just weren't good. The kids, you know, whatever. We just weren't having fun. It kind of stung. But, like, I was, I was on this really good – my senior year, we had a, a pretty good team, but they were really good guys in the locker room, good coaching. And it's my favorite team that I've ever played on. So, if you – if you know, you want to be a part of it in any way possible. So, dressing, not playing – or, or dress, or, you know, whatever. As long as you feel part of the team, and then that then that's awesome. You know, there's no argument against that, so shout-out to them. I didn't want to bring it up in the interview because it's not like he did it on purpose in that game, but West Haven did play four goalies in the Hamden game, which was the uh, first time I had seen more than two goalies played in the game. So um, I guess I can cross that off my bucket list. Um, but the West Haven-Hamden game was one of the best games to watch last week. You know, because of the the rivalry, the throwback, all that, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it but, like a fun event. yeah, it was great. But we have a big schedule coming up next week. Um, Mike, what do you got for us? Do you want to start with uh, with your your big night? My the, big uh, night, the, the Battle of Wallingford. The one? Battle of the Wallingfords. Yes. So I get the boys in Wallingford on Saturday. Lyman Hall, Sheen. It's at Wesleyan, which is my favorite place to cover a game because <laughs> the Wi-Fi is the best. Um, they pack that place out. They mm. pack out Wesleyan every time they play. I think this is my third year going to that game because they only play once a year at Wesleyan because mm. Lyman Hall won't move their game from Northford. They like it. But the boys in Wallingford, I mean, I still think that yeah, I said it week one, week two, week three. I think that the championship is going to go through Wallingford this year. Um, and this is part one of it. I mean, last year, Sheehan, uh, last year, Lyman Hall beat Sheehan at Wesleyan. And then 
Sheen beat Lyman Hall at Northridge in a game that Lyman Hall should have won. Mm-hmm. Tyler Robertson was playing on one leg last year. They don't have a backup goalie. West Haven's got four goalies. Sheen only had one goalie last year. And uh, Tyler Robertson's playing on one leg. Lyman Hall goes up quick 2 nothing. You're like, they're going to blow them out. And there's nothing that Sheen could do because Robertson could barely get up. Sheen came back and won 3-4-2. I think they hit an empty netter to make it 4-2. It was awesome. So anytime they play, it's great. The fans are crazy. It's a great time. There will probably be a bunch of media people there. The Record Journal will be there. This is like both of their schools. You know, I'm sure the guys over at CTHS Hockey will be there. I'll be there. Um, so it should be a fun one. I'm actually really, really, really excited for this one. should be interesting. Like you say, you know, these are probably two of the best teams in Division Three. Yeah. And uh, and the atmosphere will be fantastic. Oh, the atmosphere is going to be awesome. And it's not like a bad way either. Like mm-hmm. It's like a fun atmosphere. You know, like a lot of the administration, a lot of the teachers, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. Um the ADs know each other. Like, it's not, there's no, like, it, you're never worried that it's going to get out of hand. You never worry mm-hmm. that, no, don't get me wrong. People are dumb. Dumb things happen. That's fine. Um, you know, it happens. not fine. But, you know, I've never seen that, you know, yet. Like, you know, the school's like, they pack it out. They, like, talk smack. And uh, I think it's, like, the Titan Pit and um, the Wob Mob, the white, orange, and blue mob for, for Lyman Hall. They, they each have their themes, and it's nice. a good time. They have, they have a lot of fun. You always notice, like, depending on which side they're going on, like, if Lyman Hall scores and the, the Sheen fans are right there, like, they always, like, jump right into the boards of the Sheen, <laughs> and then, like, the kids will, like, start slapping uh-huh. the glass, and then the administration got to, like, push them back. It, 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 it's a good time. It, it's good. always fun. That should be good. Yeah. So what about you? Anything that jumps out on the uh, on the old schedule? There's a few interesting games. You know, we, we talked a little about that Guilford uh, – Guilford Amity game on Saturday, you know, see how Guilford follows up that big win and can Amity get uh, back on track, you know, and you know, I was looking at it the other day, that SCC, SWC Division Two, you know, you got a four-team tournament, and there's five pretty good teams. Yeah, this Somebody's was a lot different than last year yeah. when there were not. Mm. You know, Watertown, Pompero, Guilford, Brantford, Cheshire, Amity, those are probably five teams that could that could make a run at a title, Yeah, and one of them's, one of them's left out. So some but, of these games are going to be interesting for uh, for positioning. And, uh, well, it's interesting because, like, do you even care about those conference to- tournaments? I think in the moment you do. I think in the I, moment I, I, you I do. Think that, I think they do. You but, know, like, more, if you, you, know, do, if you do don't, we, if you don't, I don't miss know. it. Well, I'm saying, like, if you don't make it. Your ultimate goal, obviously, is. What is it? Is, yeah, absolutely. But, but like, in if the you meantime, don't you're make it, for it. Is it, is it devastating? No. Yeah, like if you don't make it, then you're resting up but, for the state tournament. True. You know? So, but, I don't know. I feel like any, any of those teams. Well, and even the the SEC Division One, uh, they just play a championship game. Right. They don't even bother with the semifinal. Yeah. But. And they didn't play one for a long time because. Yeah, they'd but, rather win a state championship. So, you look at next week's schedule, though. Like, turn the week. Not a lot of games on the docket. Looks like mm. a really thin week. I mean, not a lot on Monday. Uh, two games Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday's the bulk night. Thursday, one. Friday, four games. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on, uh, which is nice. A nice little thin week. But hand, there it is, that Wednesday game. Hand at Watertown Pomperog. Mm-hmm. That should be a good one. Could be. That should be a good one. Uh, maybe I'll go there. I'm like, this is how I'm planning out my schedule next week. <laughs> well, you got Chapog, Wilton. Wilton, sneaky good. I haven't seen them yet, but they are sneaky Sneaky, sneaky, playing very well. Yep. John does a good job there. 
But we're we're hitting it. I mean, we're gonna be we are going to be in February the next time we post an episode after this one. We will be recording early next week. We're gonna be recording Thursday next week because I'm gonna be in Vermont over the weekend. It's good to know. I told I emailed you two weeks ago. If two weeks ago, I don't remember what happened yesterday. All right, well, Mike, we're recording on Thursday next okay, week. Okay, good to know. So we we don't know who our guest is, but uh, yeah. So next time you hear from us, it will be February, and then at the end of February, we're going to be in shortest month of the year. We're going to be in the tournament. We're going to be in the conference tor- tor- tournaments, which is exciting, and then the state tournaments right around the corner. So on that note, we are going to let you guys go. Go to the rinks, see some great games there's going to be some awesome games this weekend and next week go go see go watch go cheer on your schools go cheer on your classmates go watch games there were kids um i was talking with at jbwa who were asking about um the lyman hall sheen game and they they want to go they're gonna they're thinking about making the drive up from from swc country to go up to wesleyan to watch so go out go watch go go watch hockey it's so much fun Mike, got any last words? I really can't believe you're the first person to mention the New Haven Coliseum on this podcast. So you know, I actually, I took a photography class in college with um, Vern Williams, the former uh, photo editor here. He unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, passed away around the holidays this year. But uh, like the second day, we watched a, a documentary on the demolition of the, ah. North Haven, of the New Haven Coliseum. Tough I've heard day. a lot of stories. Oh, yeah. Heard John, a lot of stories. John Anderson, New Haven Nighthawks, uh, going in the AHL Hall of Fame on Monday. So, oh, congratulations, John! All right. On that note, we'll see you guys next week. Later.